Welcome back indeed. Great to have you here. Day number two, show number two here on Damon Bruce Plus. The Plus is up and running and it's great to have you once again. All new and improved. If you don't mind me saying or suggesting that it might be new and improved, uh, we saw clear mistakes on day one and I think we've already corrected them. Better camera. Do I feel like I'm looking directly into your eyes? Do we have better camera placement? The one thing that we cannot fix is I got this ring light up here and it's going to make my forehead shiny. There's just nothing I can do about it. All of a sudden I'm sitting down. I realize I got a Peyton Manning forehead here on YouTube. By the way, we're also on Twitch. Lots of subscribers early on YouTube. There are, I think we have a single digit number following on Twitch. So go ahead and like it over there to follow over there if you will. But anyways, the big shiny thing, my wife came down with a little bit of powder. No. I just, I don't think so. I, I don't think I can actually sit here and put makeup on and feel good about myself. So I'd rather feel swaggy with shine than be caked under any elements of makeup. I just, I can't do it. I can't, it's not in me. It's not within my soul to put any makeup on my face. So here we are, hopefully with a better quality camera. Uh, hopefully I'm going to rock the table less. I got uh, some notes yesterday from a good friend of mine, Flanders. He's like, hey man, very jiggly. If you're going to be that jiggly, you might as well start your own OnlyFans. We're going to try to jiggle less. I swear to God today. Oh, wait, I got to click the button so it actually opens again. We are careful with beverages here in the home studio. Thank you for joining us once again in the home studio. Thank you for joining me yesterday. Thank you for being a part of what I'm calling right now a freaking movement. This thing is growing. It's growing fast. Uh, I did an appearance with Larry Kruger over on the Krug Show yesterday, his channel. And I can tell you at 5.30 this afternoon, 5.30 West Coast time, 8.30 p.m. if you're on the East Coast, uh, Larry is going to be joining me here on the plus, Damon Bruce plus. So we're looking forward. We're putting the whole damn band back together. I'm going to be with Gianna on Friday morning on KPIX, I think live from the ballpark ahead of the Giants home opener. So lots of things happening would not be able to happen without your unbelievable support so far. And hopefully I've gotten a little bit better on working things out here. We are going to get to the chat and a little bit later today. For the first time, and I'm talking about a really, really long time, we're going to have a Tuesday trifecta. It's been a long time. We got old tricks. We're learning new tricks. We're improving just a little bit each and every day, and hopefully the incremental improvement will be noticeable by the end of the week. I mean, I, I would imagine this is going to be like Avatar Way of Water by the end of the week. It's just going to be a visual feast. Uh, it, thank you for joining us once again. Thank you for following me. I appreciate it beyond beyond measurement, beyond words. It's been fantastic. So before we get to the chats and get into what you want to talk about, we got to get into the fact that the Golden State Warriors tonight basically have a must win. They really do. Oklahoma City is coming to town. It is the final home game of the year. The season is going to end with two on the road. When the Warriors go on the road, nothing is promised. Nothing should be assumed. But when they're at home, they have been among the absolute best teams in all of basketball. That needs to carry tonight's conversation. They need to win tonight. I, I, I don't see how they get to a six. 
a five. Well, they're in the six right now. They're not going to stay there with a loss tonight. You want to avoid that play-in, so a massive basketball game for the Warriors tonight against the Oklahoma City Thunder. There's no denying it. There's no pretending that it's anything other than the biggest game of the year because they're all out of games this year, basically. So it's time for them to figure it out. They're all out of tarmac. So massive game for the Warriors tonight. Massive game. And I'm looking forward to it at home. We know who they are. By the way, the background, as you can see, has improved uh, slightly. We've moved everything this way so you can bask in the feng shui of the entire room. I think appropriately enough, we have the Clay Thompson bobblehead right next to the ganja jar. I just, it feels right. It feels, and that should be a win for the Warriors tonight. I think it's a win for us here. Uh, a win for the San Francisco Giants yesterday. They looked good. They really, really did on the south side of Chicago. A little power was found. You had VR going deep twice. You had Bryce Johnson hitting his first major league home run. Seven long balls cranked out by a lineup that didn't do much cranking anything out in the Bronx. Uh, look, it's way too early in the year to say this team is going to be that. This team is going to be that. We knew that they couldn't look as bad as they looked in New York. They're not going to look as good as they certainly looked at. And we're not going to get another look at the San Francisco Giants until Thursday. They are dark again today. They're not playing this afternoon, which means tonight the A's are going to have the stage to themselves. The A's last night on the stage put on a hell of a game. They really did. Unfortunately, they were on the wrong side of a 10-inning defeat. 12-2, the Guardians get it done. Um, Brown just hit a monster home run that you thought might carry the day, but it was the Guardians when it was all said and done. Look, the A's who struggled scoring any runs against Anaheim uh, found a little bit of a power stroke. The Giants found a little bit of a power stroke. It got the Giants into the win column. The A's did not go to the win column. They've got two more games against Cleveland before a seven-game East Coast roadie, and you could see how this team could quickly just fall behind in the standings. I mean, if they're going to be competitive at all, the amount of everyone needs to overachieve at the same time is just off the charts. And honestly, it's the same thing with the Giants. And if the Giants just collectively all overachieve all at once, it still feels like a third-place finish. How are they going to be better with everyone overachieving, with everyone having a career year? And it was good to see DeSclafani pitch well yesterday. How could they possibly, the San Francisco Giants, finish better than third place in the National League West with the Dodgers and the Padres built the way that they are built? It's going to be nearly impossible to do that. So, look, we have ourselves a day of baseball that only serves up one afternoon, well, no, an evening game. Giants are dark today. We'll see what the A's got coming up. But tonight, all eyes are on Chase Center because it's just a massive one, a massive one for the Golden State Warriors. If they were to lose tonight at home to Oklahoma City, I think they would absolutely lose in Sacramento. And then, again, you can't count on them on the road at all, even given the circumstances. So the amount of not screwing it up that the Golden State Warriors better put on the table tonight is significant. Again, it's time to play error-free basketball. They're nowhere close to playing 
error-free basketball. Speaking of error-free, error-free basket, not error-free, but error-free basketball, UConn win a fifth national championship last night. Dan Hurley saw his team get a big early lead, and they just never let go of it. There was no stopping uh, UConn last night. And even though San Diego State closed it to within five a little bit later in the game, it just it, it, it wasn't going to happen. There, at no point in time did the Aztecs really threaten to win that game. I know they got up early, but UConn put the clamps down. And I'm going to tell you, the worst time ever to have like an 11-minute scoring drought is in a national title game. And that's what happened to San Diego State last night. And there's an awful lot of debate about what UConn is or isn't. Do they qualify now for blue blood? A fifth national championship, the same amount of national championships as that team right there. It's embarrassing that Indiana hasn't added a sixth banner, but um, there's no denying what UConn is. UConn has been one of the most dominant teams of the last quarter century. They now have five national championships in the last 24 years. That's insane. They've done it with three different coaches. It started with Calhoun. It went to Kevin Ollie, and then Dan Hurley steps away from coaching high school to bring UConn to a fifth national championship last night. I'll say this. UConn's five national championships over the last 24 years, with the last 24 years being undebatably the weirdest, oddest 24 years college basketball has ever seen, just in the way we went through a whole bunch of different eras. We'll call the first era the way it used to be. Then we'll enter the one-and-done conversation. Now we're in the name, image, and likeness. They have had multiple conferences. They have evolved in a time where the evolution of college basketball is just off the charts. I mean, how do you keep up with constant change? Obviously, Indiana couldn't do it. But man, UConn has. And I thought one of the more interesting things, all of the stats that have come out of the NCAA tournament, was there wasn't a top 30 recruit in the Sweet 16 this year. So all your McDonald's All-Americans, all your elite five stars failed to reach the Sweet 16. But the cutoff point being 30, UConn had like the 31st, 32nd, 34th, 38th, and 41st recruits on their team. So even though they didn't have that elite level of recruit, they had nearly an elite level of recruit, and they outlasted all of them. It was impressive. It was impressive. I got to tell you, when I lived out in Connecticut, when I was working at ESPN years ago, my buddy Tommy P brings me to the Hartford. Was it the Hartford Civic Center? I think it was. I, I don't know, but they weren't playing at stores. They were playing when they went. Yeah, that was the Hartford Civic Center. Um and UConn's got this fan who's this big fat guy. I don't even know what his name is. But he sat there and he's like a he looked the guy looked like a meatball. And he would be sitting in the stands and at halftime they would put him on the jumbotron and he would sit there and he'd be like, U C O N N. And he used to just with his fat, pudgy little arms, he would pump out those double N's at the end of UConn with more chutzpah than like you've ever seen like he cared about landing those double ends he is sticking the landing on those fat arm double ends and so i've been texting my buddy back in connecticut all tournament long be like somewhere tonight in hartford there is a fat 
set of arms cranking out double ends. So congratulations to UConn. We're as far out from another college basketball season as we could possibly be. Uh, I, I, I love college hoops so much I, I choose not to bore you with it because you would probably, unless you went to Indiana, turn the damn thing off. So I don't want to do that. We want to have you here. Oh my gosh, we already got 135 people hanging out with us today, and we're going to have a Tuesday trifecta for you in a little bit. A lot of people weighing in. How about this? I think I've learned how to use the messages a little bit better than I did yesterday. No cap, which I think is cool for no lies here. Haven't forgotten about you. Good to see you here. My family. Is that, is that my family? Is that your family? Thank you very much, my family. It's good to be here, man. It really is. It's great to be here. Uh, someone wants to thank Mrs. Pluse, rightfully so. Bryant says, thank you. Loving the setup, Jillian. Jillian, you nailed it. There is no doubt about that. And oh, look who's even getting into the platitudes for Mrs. Pluse. He is the leader of the chat room himself, Otis Bird Third. Thank you for all the work. I hope you think it looks better. I hope today is a better, uh, I hope it's all better. This can't really get better. Like someone was like, Damon, you were a little grainy yesterday. Yeah, you're welcome. Do you really want this in 4K? Do you really want this? Just God bless you if you do. We talked with Larry Kruger yesterday. It was an awful lot of fun to join Larry on his show. He'll be joining me this afternoon here at 5.30. What is that? Split, quit, quit splitting. I don't know what that is. I think I pushed the wrong button there. Let me just go ahead and hide that. But thank you, Mr. Bridge, for tuning in. Uh, right here. How about this? Oh, what do we got? Is it, and now it says hide. How come it's not popping up? I think there's a little latency. Got to get a MacBook Pro. That's what we need here. Hold on. Is it happening? Again, we need to figure this all out. And we will figure this all out eventually. So, uh, look, we have Larry coming up at 5.30 today. And we're going to pick up a discussion that we were having yesterday about Trey Lance. There is, other than James Wiseman, there is no athlete in the history of the Bay Area that I've spent more of my life talking about that has actually contributed as little as they have to the actual on-field product as Trey Lance has. And you can feel the tone and tenor about Trey just starting to change by the way the 49ers are talking about him. There is no doubt in my mind, absolutely no doubt in my mind, that they're seriously considering trading him. There's also no doubt in my mind that he's worth holding on to in a league that cranks up and spits out quarterbacks with injury and all sorts of problems every time. I don't know exactly what the 49ers are going to do next, but it feels like Lance is diminished in their own eyes based on the fact Brock Purdy has shown up and right until his elbow got blown up in Philadelphia was about as good of a rookie debut as we have seen, certainly with the 49ers. So they've got someone else that they've fallen in love with. They have the best paid, as far as their cap structure goes, the most amount of values you're going to have in any starting quarterback in, like, in the history of football if Brock really is the guy. And then the other X factor is the fact that Sam Darnold's in the room. How long will it be until Kyle Shanahan 
starts to have his wandering quarterback eyes land on Sam Darnold. I think Kyle Shanahan confused himself. I really do. When he was going through the entire draft process, he got enamored with the raw physical tools of Trey Lance and said that these raw tools are more interesting to me than the things that I know I need to run my offense. All Kyle wants... He doesn't want an athlete. He doesn't want a supreme being. He wants a quarterback who gets the ball out fast and accurately. And I think that he forgot about that as he was falling in love with Trey Lance. I think he completely forgot about that. And then once he started seeing Trey Lance, as he started installing his offense, he said to himself, well, wait a minute. This guy doesn't do the things that I need done day one by anybody in my offense. Brock Purdy gets the ball out, gets the ball out accurately. I'm not saying Sam Darnold has had any sort of, can really point at it and say that's been NFL success, but he hasn't been set up for success the way that he'll be set up for success with the 49ers. If Sam Darnold, between now and the NFL draft, captures the imagination of Kyle Shanahan, yeah, I do think Trey Lance probably gets traded on draft day. We will talk much more about this when Larry Kruger joins me at 5.30 today. Let's see if I can go ahead and have uh, a couple more uh, chats to pop up here. It says hide. Now it says show. Boom. Kaiser Gilroy. I'm t Kaiser, you have been a loyal, loyal listener since two stations ago. Thank you very much, man. You love the Tuesday trifecta. You're going to love it because it's coming back today. And really, there is no reason to just stick around and you know postpone, postpone. Here's the beautiful thing. I don't have three hours to fill anymore. Now the show gets to move at my pace. Now the show gets to be used however it fits into your day. The best way it fits into your day is when you go ahead and you watch it. You need me in an afternoon drive? I'm still there. You need me as midday? You want to save it for later in the night? It's still there. And oh, by the way, the amount of volunteer help my audience has just stepped up to give me has been extraordinary. And I can tell you that probably as early as next week, everything you see here, because one of the biggest requests is how quickly can you take what you do and turn around and put it into a podcast? I bet you that is up and running by next week. I bet you it is. We're moving fast here. Building the empire, if you will. Uh, let's see. What do we have for you right here and now? We have today's Tuesday trifecta. Oh, and we put it, baby, right on the ticker. Your Tuesday trifecta today is don't call it a comeback. Question number one, most important Bay Area media member. Who is it? Why do you think so? Number two, greatest individual comeback you have ever witnessed. You cannot use me as an answer, even though it might be true. Uh, this, is a, a, this isn't a comeback. This is a takeover, baby. So I don't even think I qualify. But you can see you can't keep the kid down for very long. I am not available. I want more answers than you, Damon. Da, 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 da. No, 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 no. And finally, and this is where I want to hear about how you've done it. What's the biggest pivot in your professional career? I know what mine is because I'm in the middle of it right now. 
We are doing something that is so new and different to the way I have been set up to be a broadcaster my entire life. Uh, What is the biggest pivot you've ever had to make as a broadcaster? Or not a broadcaster, but just in your career. What's the biggest, oh, I was doing that, now I'm doing this, and hopefully it certainly worked out for you. So there is the Tuesday trifecta. Uh, We are going to go back to the chats to see how this is being answered by you, the good person. I need to go ahead and uh, scroll down, 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 down to find you. And uh, look at it this way. I'm getting questions about merch. It's coming. By the way, somebody tipped Larry Kruger last night, $50 that was supposed to go to me, but it's not. It's going to go to Larry. Uh, I, I, we still have not qualified for any amount of put it in the tip jar, uh, 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 what a patron. I don't even know what it's called. Uh, I, I certainly don't want to be asking my audience for anything. So instead of sending anything to me early on here, do me a favor. I'm rocking my favorite charity today, the Guardsman in San Francisco. If you want to donate anything to me, I would consider it an honor if you would make a little donation to the Guardsman. Guardsman.org. We are an at-risk, we're, well, we're a group that helps at-risk youth around the Bay Area, providing campership and scholarships. You've heard me talking about the Guardsman for years. You want to talk about an incredible group of people who have helped catch me as I've fallen from normalcy into whatever the hell this is now. I love these guys very, very much. And instead of putting a a $1.99 in my jar, if everyone watching now went ahead and just donated $5 to the Guardsmen, that would be incredible. It would mean an awful lot to me today. Guardsmen.org. And then uh, you can come back here when, uh, when you need to. How about Justin? Justin says, Damon, my favorite radio memory is when the Warriors signed Boogie Cousins and I had to go to YouTube to look that reaction up. Did they put it on YouTube? By the way, this says it is... Can you see this graphic? I can't see it on my page, but it says I hide it now. Okay, I will hide it once again. Uh, The ticker trifecta. Yes, Smiley Dan. It is officially up there. Uh, Damon, what about taking it to the tweets? We're going to have to do that at some point. Absolutely. Absolutely, we're going to have to do that. Um, Yeah, we're going to be leaning on some old bits, some new bits. We're going to be figuring it all out as we go along. Uh, They're called Super Chats, Damon. That's how you get people. Well, instead of Super Chatting with me, go ahead and make a super donation to the Guardsmen. That would mean an awful, awful lot to me. Somebody, Strikeout, says, Damon, you need them 4,000 hours. Yeah, we're going to get them. Would they also say uh, it's the... uh, Malcolm Gladwell, you need 10,000 hours before you become an expert in anything. We crossed that a long, long time ago as a broadcaster, so I don't know if we're officially qualified to to do that. The Super Chats, Super Chats, Super Chats, Super Chats. Thank you very much. We will get to there eventually. So you all see the Tuesday trifecta. Know it, love it, learn it. I'm going to take down the actual crawl because I think I need to to put up your reaction. Again, I, I really can't experiment with these things until uh, until we're actually live and on the air. And I am my own producer, so just be patient with me as I try to figure it out. We're going to go ahead and close this bad boy down. I believe we can do that by doing this. Hold on. Click, click, click. I can't stop. There we go. Hide. 
Stop the crawl. Stop the ticker. Hide. Stop the ticker. <laughs> Alexa, stop the ticker. I, I don't know how to... I can't stop the ticker. Oh, there it goes. You just have to be patient, Damon. Calm down. All right, we'll go back to the chats. <laughs> we go to Brandon Blake. I just want to hear you say Gary Radnich. Look, Gary had a moment in San Francisco that absolutely had him on that one line of Bay Area media members in the in the world of sports. There's no denying his run at the top. It, I would have loved to have caught Gary during the peak of his powers, during the prime of his career. I always thought he was funny as hell. It just didn't work out between the two of us. I'll, I'll, I'll quote him. I think standing next to me, he might have shrunk. But look, we got no no regrets. And and maybe maybe we'll end up getting Gary on at some point here. Damon, will we have Fortinbaugh Fridays? I mean, can we even can we afford a guy like that? <laughs> can we afford a guy like like Joe Fortinbaugh on this show, man? I don't even know, but yeah, eventually we would love to. There is no doubt. Thank you very much. Who's that from? Rip Cougar. Thank you very much, Rip Cougar. Appreciate that. Now, here is a correct answer in terms of greatest Bay Area media member. I would almost have to completely agree with this because I don't know why this is taking so long to pop up. Maybe I need a new computer here. That's Maybe that's just it. But this is, it's saying hide, pop up. There it is. Give Gianna the cred. Oh, Gianna's a titan. I love Gianna so much. And again, I think I'm going to be with her Friday morning uh, on, on KPIX. The only, there's only two women I would get out of bed for early in the morning. My wife saying the kids are crying or there's a fire in the house. So that would wake me up and have my full attention. Or Gianna saying, you want to come do morning TV? Uh, yes, with Gianna, the answer is absolutely yes. So I think we're going to do that. Andrew Wiggins coming back to relevance. I mean, let's hold off on that. We don't know what that comeback looks like. You would hope. Like if Andrew Wiggins, who, by the way, is going to, I guess, be at Chase Center tonight watching the game, he needs to show up and he needs to get back on the court, back out on the court in the last two road games at Sacramento and at Portland. Hopefully he can do that. If he really has been working out like the team has reported, I don't understand why he's not just being thrown back in there tonight. I mean, is there has there ever been a team in the history of teams that is more interested with the ramp up that the Golden State Warriors are just constantly ramping up? Finally, here Mike says, "I got a degree in music. I never used it till after graduating, and then went into business." I mean, I don't know if that's really a pivot, Mike, as much as it just is the reality that so many people find themselves in. The amount of people who go to school, go to college major in something and then find a career outside of that major it's a whole lot more than the amount of people who actually go into a career in whatever they majored in so that's a pivot from what you were studying to what you ended up doing and that's normal 
that's normal. And hopefully you, you love what you're doing. Hopefully you're happier than you've ever been. So I'm going to bring this up because I absolutely agree. Tony Bruno, all-time great media member. I love Tony. Tony Bruno was better to me earlier in my career, like the night I went to get an internship at ESPN Radio that I didn't even end up getting. Tony Bruno was staying in the hotel, filling in that day for, I think, the fabulous sports babe, if I could date myself here. Tony Bruno invited me back to his hotel room, and he invited the whole station there. He had a a bathroom tub full of beers, a couple long necks on ice, and you could tell right away that that guy was awesome. Not only was he hanging out with the producers and everyone who worked on his show, uh, but he invited a guy who was just interviewing. I mean, he couldn't have been cooler and nicer. In full disclosure, though, as much as I love Tony the sportscaster, Tony Bruno went so MAGA nuts that I had to unfollow him only because I couldn't stand what he was saying and i didn't want to ever write something nasty back or get i uh, what's you know i don't want to say triggered but be upset by anything that he wrote that i just was like in order for us to remain friends i need to get out of his level of commentary and oh by the way if i could just meander for a moment into fiesta politico perp walked fingerprinted arrested what a day for Trump world, huh? Uh, I'd tell you that it's a big surprise, but your boy told you it was going to happen. I mean, that's the thing. It's a, it's a big scoreboard. Uh, the, the, what I love about this whole thing is there's not a single person who's like, hey, you know what? He might be innocent. <laughs> not one. The only argument that people are making are, he, he, he's above the law. No, no, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be. Anyways, uh, we're not going to go Fiesta Politico very much longer, but what an unbelievable turn of events uh, today. Fortinbaugh Fridays, we've already done that. A question from Ernesto. Let's see how quickly I can bring that up. Do I have to close something before I just click on show? That's what I need to know here. I think I have to close something down before I bring up the next thing or maybe maybe i don't anyways ernesto says damon the duchess is she coming on well geez i would certainly certainly hope so uh the duchess i'm gonna have to talk to her agent she is uh hard to book these days uh very very competitive offers coming in from many broadcasting companies this is from kevin kevin says bill king for the past tim roy for the present I'll tell you, Bill King, a great broadcaster who passed away literally as I was driving back to San Francisco to start at KNBR in 2005. I remember getting the update from Bruce McGowan at the time uh, on KNBR, which used to come in crystal clear like in the middle of Utah at night. I'm driving, and I heard that Bill King had passed away. Uh, So I never got to know Bill personally, but obviously the legend speaks for itself. The man's facial hair spoke for itself as well. When it comes to Tim Roy, 
being a great modern-day broadcaster, he's outstanding. He's simply outstanding, and he is a one-man army. And I know that he does home games with Tolbert, and I know that he does road games with Jim Barnett, but um, the fact that Tim was a one-man gang as a broadcaster for all those years was just amazing. You know how hard it is to translate what is happening on an NBA floor to just radio? It's got to be one of the bigger broadcasting asks any play-by-play man has because the action never stops. You're trying to constantly describe 10 men in constant motion with possessions happening every 10 to 15 seconds. You got to have a sharp tongue and a sharp mind to be an NBA play-by-play broadcaster on the radio. Um, it is it is a skill unto itself, and Tim is as good as it ever gets. Quick diatribe. This is what it was always nuts about my career. So, talked about stacked against you. You had me going up against Tom Tolbert in Afternoon Drive. That right there is a big ask, right? And Ray and I were able to beat Tom and whatever inception of partners that he had, including Larry Kruger, who's going to join me today here at 5 o'clock. Sorry, Larry, but it happened. Uh, 5.30 is when Larry's going to join us. But look, um, here's how stacked up against normalcy my career was at 95.7 the game, and I still had a winner. Not only was I trying to beat Tolbert, the one advantage I could ever have over him was Steve Kerr would appear on my show exclusively because it used to be I was the afternoon drive host on the flagship. Steve and Tolbert are like best friends. So Steve said, look, if I'm going to do any radio show, I'm going to do two, or I just won't do one anywhere. And what could we say? No, we're not going to have that Steve Kerr interview. So we had to have an exclusive media partner go on right after I would interview him at all times with his best pal, which, if you don't mind me saying, was fucked up, but I understood why it happened. I'm going to be loyal to my best friends in life, and I don't care whatever the contract says is the way I do it, and when I'd have the juice that Steve Kerr has, I get it. I I totally get why he did it. Was it fair to me? No, still won. And then to just really, really throw it to a world that, was nuts. The guy that I was competing directly against an afternoon drive would then hop on my station as the team's color commentator for home games. In the history of radio, that has never, ever, ever, never, ever, ever, ever happened. But it happened to me, and I still won. Huh? Don't fuck around with your boy. It was nuts. It was nuts. Still won. Still won. <laughs> anyway, Alex Smith, as we go back to Kevin. Alex Smith, as we go back to Kevin, uh, is your, what, what, what the trifecta, I even forgot what that second question was here for a second. That's why I write things out. Oh, the greatest individual comeback you've ever witnessed Alex Smith, I mean, it's incredible the odds that he got back on the football field considering 
it looked like he would never, ever play again. It was incredible. But that's really the only thing that was ever incredible about Alex Smith's career. He was the ultimate game manager. Losing my Virgin Hotels SF bartending job, moving up from the Bay from Washington with the wife, and then finishing college. So is there still a Virgin Hotel in San Francisco? Did that thing come out of the pandemic? Is that still happening? I know that they opened one. What was that on 4th Street? Is that still there? I don't even know. It's been a while since I've driven down 4th Street. So uh, I'll assume. But anyways, Kevin, thanks for weighing in on the Tuesday trifecta. Let me close you out before I move on. I think that that's been my biggest problem. I need to close these down. There we go. That one's officially closed down. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. We go to... (laughs) What? The most important Bay Area media member all time. Hold on. See, now I close that. That shouldn't be up. I want this one up now. I want this one up now because it makes me laugh. Bryant. Bryant, you're old school, baby. Most important Bay Area media member, the KNBR 1050 FICA Street. There was a point in time at KNBR 1050, where that stupid ficus tree had like the third most followers of any host at the station. (laughs) It was nuts. It was in the dawn of Twitter. And uh, yeah, that stupid ficus tree. And I even told Jillian, I'm like, when we actually start cranking out some some money here, (laughs) when we're actually making money again, one of our very first expenditures is going to be the Damon Bruce plus ficus tree. It is going to happen. Thank you very, very much. Uh, I'm going to try to close that down. I believe we did. We go to Dirk Kaiser in Gilroy weighing in on the Tuesday trifecta. You want to talk about sharp tongue broadcasting hockey on the radio? Oh my God, that's hard to do. Dan Rusinowski, I won't argue there. Gary Payton II, his rise from journeyman to champion, certainly an unbelievable, I mean, I don't know if that can be classified though as a comeback story. That was more like an arrival story. And then back from peak physical after getting my gallbladder removed this past Thanksgiving, Kaiser, we're gallbladder brothers. I had my gallbladder removed just before Thanksgiving too. It's like we're the same person. (laughs) Oh man. I hope you're, you're doing well. Uh, by the way, the gallbladder, apparently you just, you don't even need it. It's the new appendix. It's the sexier or less sexy appendix, uh, when it comes to unnecessary body parts. Thank you very, very much. Um, this is from, as we are going through the Tuesday trifecta answers today, what's this from T from the two Oh three moving from Connecticut to South Florida to start working in sports radio. Are you still there? I hope you made it, man. I'll tell you that working in sports talk radio, it's a tough thing these days. I just saw another round of layoffs come to the industry that are taking out good and talented people all over the place. It's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. Imagine for a moment, imagine for a moment, if these companies that owned radio stations, if these companies that owned, well, well, anything, if they just said, look, you know, we don't have to have another record quarter coming out of a pandemic every single quarter. What we need to do is make sure our workforce is taken care of. 
Imagine if just for a moment that a little corporate compassion were ever put into play and the worker was actually valued again. Something more than just a number. I know I'm talking just nuts here. That'll never happen. But just imagine, just imagine if we could have ever treated people who work hard well. How much better off all these companies would be now instead of trying to just serve the dividend, just serve the stockholder at all times. Record profit, record profit, record profit, cut, slash, cut, slash, cut, slash, to the point where now, I mean, if you don't mind me speaking from experience, uh, I just saw a radio station cut off its face to spite its nose. I mean, the nose-to-face ratio is now what's going on. It's, it, it's just nuts. <laughs> Drew Down, Damon Bruce, Joey Courtside. There you go, Drew Down. Look, we will do Joey Courtside at some point. It's going to happen. And here's the thing. Even if Joe now has this element of exclusivity to his ESPN career when it comes to talking gambling, or sports in another space. I'll have Joe on once Fish gets back on tour out in the spring, and we'll review some Fish shows together. I'm going to start Couch Tour when they hit Seattle, and then they've got three shows at the Greek. I'm going to all three shows at the Greek, and then they're going down to the Hollywood Bowl. I had bought tickets to see Fish at the Hollywood Bowl, but then my financial world kind of got turned upside down. So I'm probably going to have to sell those and eliminate what would be over the course of a few days, a thousand dollar trip. When you talk about eating down in LA, staying down in LA flights back and forth to LA. Here we go. This is the, the fiscally mature Damon Bruce saying, all right, I guess we won't go to a fish show in LA now that, uh, we're fighting an economic uphill battle, but, the battle will be won. Somebody says, what's the budget? The budget on this? The budget on this is my wife is a is a master. That's the budget on this. The woman is tying together unbelievable things uh, with, with shoestrings. 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 <laughs> From Michael. Michael, let me go ahead and bring you up here. Let me go ahead and bring you up if I can. We got to get this working a little faster, man. Like I'm getting the whole hide thing. It looks like it's saying it's going to display and then it takes a while. Is it going to pop up? There it is. Takes a while. I guess good things are worth waiting for. Nobody cares. Would love to see Gary, you, and Larry. (laughs) That would be interesting. There's absolutely no doubt about it. It would be interesting. Uh, So, man, this this uh, this thing is is getting a little little. uh, Maybe maybe I'm just choking it with too many commands. Too many commands. Uh, Let's see. We go. See now it's supposed to be down, but it pops back up. We go to this one now. Here we go. Here we go. Let me see if it can come up. Because this is important. This is, this is, this is an interesting observation. Boom. Is it going to change? Is it going to switch? I wish this chat worked a little faster. I got to be honest with you. 
Sorry, everyone. There we go. West Coast life. Any chance of bringing in Michael Irvin? That was incredible. All I can tell you is that Michael is going through some weird lawsuit where I, 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 who, who the hell knows what happened? I'm not going to talk about another man's like actual real business that got in the real way of his career on NFL Network. But Michael Irvin is a really cool dude. And I'll tell you that if you would have ever told me that Michael Irvin and I would have a we were texting each other personally relationship, I would have never believed you that happened that, that we're like, that's my guy. That is absolutely my guy. I think he was fantastic, and I certainly hope to have him back on. I certainly hope that everything he was accused of doing, he has proven innocent and accused of. I, 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 the whole thing was just one of the weirder, weirder things we've seen go down. And the fact that he's come out lawyers blazing means he, he thinks he was wronged. There is no doubt about that. Uh we got some, let's see, Daniel, if I can bring you up quickly here. Daniel, are you going to pop up? Let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, there you are, Daniel, number one, most important Bay Area media member, Greg Apopa. I don't know who Popa is, but if you mean Greg Papa, it's hard to argue with that. Greg is is state-of-the-art when it comes to actually broadcasting a football game. That guy gets more pre-snap movement and formation out into a broadcast than I've, I've, I, anyone ever has. Greg is state-of-the-art when it comes to football play-by-play. Uh, never been happier personally either. You can see that in some of the pictures I've seen lately. Uh, Frank Gore coming back from two knee injuries in college to being one of the NFL's all-time leading rushers unbelievable absolutely unbelievable and a big pivot for daniel was going from managing to work in a front desk were you forced into that did you want to do that i hope it worked out for you daniel i really really do thank you very much for tuning in and uh and being with us here so let's see let's get a few more in here this, I want to bring this up. This is from Cole, who says, Damon, uh, Greg Papa, he is he is agreeing with uh, our, our very last, let's see if this comes up. Where is it going? There it is. Greg Papa. And he spelled Papa correctly. Clay Thompson. You want to talk about injuries and comebacks? Clay's on the list, man. What that guy came back from, it's freaking amazing. And, you know, I'm going to have to put this up on, on the ticker tomorrow or something. Look at Clay Thompson's career splits, all pre-injury, and look at who Clay Thompson is right now. Now, we know he doesn't have the defensive acumen that he used to have because he just, you know, doesn't move laterally quite like he used to, but it's it's he's getting it back. He's getting it back. And what Clay has done, just in terms of, the journey he had to go through, 900-something days rehabbing to go from ACL, which, let's be honest, in my lifetime, there probably wasn't a more, that's going to be a devastating injury to, like, no big deal. Like, ACLs are tied back together basically like shoestrings 
by surgeons these days. And then to go from ACL to Achilles, uh, it's just, that had to have been the single darkest day of that man's entire life. Working his way back to the NBA only to tear his Achilles in a pickup game. It's amazing that he came back from it. Bartending to behavioral therapist, now to sports radio producer. Where are you producing, Cole? Let me know. Um, Behavioral therapist. Isn't that what a bartender kind of is anyways? Aren't you a little behavioral therapist when you're a bartender? Anyways, uh, let's see. As we keep on going, your answers keep on coming in, coming in. And we certainly, certainly appreciate all that. Again, you guys have just been amazing. You guys, you gals who have followed me over here. It's just, it's it's been absolutely fantastic. This is, I was asked, uh, this is by Michael. Damon, bring back Trent Balky for interviews. Well, I don't know if that's going to be happening, but... Uh, I'll I'll tell you a little story that I told yesterday on Larry. When I was doing my 4,000th radio show, they wanted to set up a whole bunch of surprise guests to surprise me with during my 4,000th radio show. Trent Balky was supposed to be one of those guys. He came on, or no, he, he didn't come on. We couldn't reach him during the day, but when he did call in, it was right at the end of the show. We didn't have time to bring him on, so... Lucas gave me his number. When I got home that night, I called Trent back, and we had a 20-minute conversation that was fantastic. He, Trent Balky got a raw deal out here that he sort of created for himself. But that guy built a defense, absolutely built a defense um, that was significant. And then all the infighting and the back, the the the, the, the the back channel anger started coming out with the media. And so that was a really, really odd situation to say the least that uh, Trent went through or even put himself into. And then all of a sudden he shows up down in Jacksonville where, I mean, did he build a good team this year? The answer is yes. The answer is yes. He built a really good team. They were in the playoffs, baby. They were was that the AFC title game? I'm I'm forgetting it all. I'm forgetting it all. Ganja Jar's fault, or maybe that was the stroke. But yeah, Jacksonville's pretty damn good. Uh, let's see as we keep on looking here. The Bay's team is the best team. Oh, we got some. We we've got we we've got uh, Tim Roy impressions coming up. By the way, you know you're a good broadcaster when you have somebody write down a quote you said and as you read it you hear it in your own mind in that broadcaster's voice that's impactful that's absolutely impactful so there's no doubt that tim roy has that going for him at all times let me see if i can bring up just a couple more here iron mike i'm trying to bring this up because i loved your first answer in terms of impactful bay area media members let's see if we can bring this one up Here we go. Usually when my name disappears, it means the new person is about to come on up. Iron Mike. Let's see. Marty Lurie. I love Marty. I wish all of you knew Marty as well as I have. I've gotten to know Marty throughout the years. 
That right there, Marty is a friend. He's a rabbi. He is my he, dude. He is just. He has carried my name to more places and said more nice things about me than anybody. And when I was in the hospital with a stroke back in 2017, guess who showed up with bagels and locks? Marty. Oh, God, I love Marty. It did just, I love the man. Love Marty Lurie. And I will be listening KNBR weekends for Marty as I'm driving around. There's no doubt. Here's the thing. Now that I'm no longer tied to a singular radio station, as soon as my severance agreement allows me, I got to do a weekend with Marty on KNBR if he'll let me. If they'll let me. I, I freaking love Marty. Uh, Posey coming back from injury. That was a hell of a comeback. There's no doubt. The Giants coming to San Francisco in 1958. A big pivot for them. Pretty successful, all things said and done. Iron Mike, thank you so very much. Now, let me see if I can close that down. I just, there is some serious latency in the technology that I have right here. Uh, Let's see. Damon, one of my very first thoughts when uh, you got let go is who is going to do Steve Kerr? Would he do your show over 95.7 The Game? Thank you very much. Never go full Jeff. Um, No, that's just not the way it works. He is going to go ahead and probably stick with the, uh, you know, as we like to call it, the flagship station. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see more Tuesday trifecta answers. We got a lot of stuff. Somebody asked me, Damon, can you do quack? Oh God, quackers. <laughs> I'm embracing my no longer bitter or angry lifestyle. Now, here we go. Jason Young, let me bring you up here, Jason. Let me quickly bring you up. Hopefully I can. It says show. Yes, I'm clicking show. Make it show. Make it happen. Will it happen? Will it happen? Come on, come on, come on. Otis Bird the Third. he's keeping that chat going. I appreciate it, Otis. Thank you very, very much. This is running a little slower than I'd like it to. Show. Yes, show. Show it. That says Donskoy. Donskoy. There it is. <laughs> All right, let me close that one down and click on the one that I really wanted to. We'll close that down. Goodbye. And let's see if I can bring up Jason. Because here is definitely someone who I would like to have on the show soon. Because you're right. Tim Kawakami. To me... I think has more gravity to what he writes and his stories. I would put Anthony Slater up there too in terms of Bay Area media members. Uh, Andrew Baggerly, Susan Slesser, uh, also very, very important. But if I really had to, like, all right, Damon, this is your official vote. Who are you putting in the time capsule? I think it's Kawakami. I do. And the, like you even said, Jason, love or hate him, He is an undeniable voice in every single Bay Area media conversation. Now, you talk about big pivots, becoming a father. Yeah, nothing changes life more than that. Nothing changes life more than that. It always insulted me that people would say, well, until you become a parent, you really don't know what love is. Like, don't tell me, you know, when I was a single guy that used to insult me. 
Like, don't tell me I don't know what love is. I know what love is. And then you have and then you have kids. And then holy shit, you really do find out that there is nothing quite like the love you get in that relationship that just spins you off whoever you might be access access not access access is what you spin off of it spins you off who you might be and turns you into who you now need to be because you're a constant example that is just it's it's one of the bigger things i've ever gone through there's absolutely no doubt about that Postman in Capitola saying he is a gallbladder brother. Maybe I just need to read the tweets and not try to put them up graphically because we can keep on moving a little bit faster. Moving a little bit faster. Michael Gonzalez, sup, Damon. Thank you very, very much. Oh, look, Jillian's even weighing in here. Jillian is saying, thanks so much for tuning in today. I will fix the mirrored camera. Oh, what is plus backwards? Is that reading backwards? I guess we got to fix that around again. The IT department, Mrs. Pluse, will be figuring it all out. I'll tell you what, Jillian, the fact that I'm not screaming this show from the top of our house or the front porch is all you, honey. So you apologize for nothing. I'll take all the hits. Anything that is wrong with this, it's all my fault. All my fault. Jillian, you've been unbelievable. Uh, Rip Coog again says, Damon, I remember when you had Mr. Fab and, uh, and, and, and Too Short in, on your show. I did too. I loved that day. That was a really, really fun day. Um, we got to get, uh, we got to get E40. Got to get Mr. Fab. Too Short. I believe, I believe we have, I believe I am followed by the, I mean, do we call them the, the Mount Rushmore of, 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 Bay Area rappers. I think E40, Too Short, Mr. Fab, and MC Hammer all follow me. There's a round table that we need to set up. I don't believe uh, I I have the budget to book that if guys are going to want appearance fees. But again, the ganja jar is right there. The stuff that's in there is the shit that killed Elvis. We don't mess around over here. So if the guys can be tempted... The ganja jar is ready to go. The mirror verse of the plus. Again, we'll, we'll figure it all out. Figure it all out. Mirror in the camera. Again, we'll, we'll work on this tomorrow. Incremental steps. Baby steps, boys and girls. Baby steps. Baby steps. That's what we're trying to do. Uh, Rick, I'm only going to bring this up once. Rick Sandoval says, I can't stand Willard and Dibs have your four hours. Don't ever take it out on them. Don't ever take it out on them. Willard and Dibbs did nothing to me. They did nothing wrong. Uh, they, they, look, they got big shoes to fill. And I say that with an awful lot of humility. And the shoes aren't even necessarily mine. Ray Ratto, you want to talk about important Bay Area media members? Ray Ratto is chief among them. And he would hate the compliment he never would want to hear that he would never want the actual compliment given to him but it's the truth let me tell you about willard and dibs i love those guys i got no hard feelings against them and as i said everyone at that station i got along with everyone not a single person there would have voted for what happened to ray i and kyle madsen one of the hardest working good producers in radio uh, no one there would have voted 
for what happened to us to have happened to us. I got no hard feelings, no hard feelings. And here's the way I look at it. I'm not competing with radio any longer. You can go ahead and you listen to those guys anytime you want. Go ahead and put on KNBR anytime you want. The nice thing is now I'm going to do what I do and you use me any way you want. There are plenty of ears to go around. A bigger slice of pie that you're going to be eating of mine doesn't mean that you need to have smaller slices of pie anywhere else. It's not a zero-sum game. The audience is vast. The topics are many. Anthony, Anthony Vergara, can we get a Ralph Barbieri hologram performance a la Tupac at Coachella? I mean, you want to talk about an incredible budget that we would need to have the Barbieri hologram? (laughs) That's the goal. I want this show to be so successful. How successful? I want it to be Ralph Ralph Barbieri hologram level successful. I'd love to do that. Love to do that. Uh, Let's see. Radnich will never see a person like that again. Rhino. I agree with you, Rhino. My Rhino. Um, I'll tell you what you'll also never see again. You'll never hear a guy like Ralph Barbieri on the air ever again in your... That guy couldn't have... With his voice, he couldn't get a job doing traffic updates in Fresno in modern radio. They're never going to make another one like Ralph. He was so, so... uh, Yeah. Damon, did you see the Michael Irvin surveillance video where all he did was shake her hand? Yeah. Yeah. 